It's a powerful time because he designed it to be that. He wrote the, the very scriptures he would be singing and thinking through and processing. He uh, slain before the foundation of the world. This was always his idea, and you were always the joy that was set before him to mm-hmm. do this. So yeah. uh, we're going to pray before we step on this next section because for the next six hours, it's the time he was on the cross. Yeah. Father, we thank you that you are God like no other. No one could compare. You are Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You who as the Son chose to put on flesh to become one of us, to become Emmanuel, God with us. And not just to be with us, but to take all of our sin, that debt of sin upon yourself, to take that scourge of sin, the weight of sin, which we can never imagine. We can't even imagine our own sin, the weight of it, let alone the debt of sin that you carried on the cross. And this hour, as they hung you on the cross, it was real blood you were bleeding. It was uh, real skin that was ripped off of you. It was real tears you were crying. It was agony that was coming for your body, for us. And this very moment, the beginning of our healing, of our salvation, of our joy, of our life, of being of people not just in a covenant with you to obey you, but a new covenant where you would dwell within us, where our sins would be wiped away as you enter in. And that we could call on you and confess those sins at any moment, and you would forgive them and wipe them away. Mm. That you would dwell with us and never leave us. So in this moment, God, we come to you. Thank you, God, for that. And to lift up your people, that they might turn their hearts from uh, just living lives running after you to be filled to be emptied of sin and to be filled with you and god we ask you to do that in our lives right now in jesus name amen amen well this next crossword it's going to be a little more difficult because it's more of a phrase than a word all right pesach has always well it's always been about the son of god destroying sin and death for humanity At the Passover in Egypt, the blood was put over the doorway and down each side above for salvation and on either side for protection, so to speak. This is an amazing foreshadow of the sign they hung on the cross of Jesus. The Romans wrote, Jesus, the Nazarene, king of the Jews, and they did that in three languages, in Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. The Hebrew words, this is your crossword, Yeshua, Nazarene, Melech, M-E-L-E-K, Melech, which is king, and Yehudi, which is Jews. So our 10th crossword is really that phrase, Yeshua, Nazarene, Melech, Yehudi. These crosswords, again, are words relating to Passover that he used to point us to the cross. So those words hung above his head and it enraged the Jewish leaders for a very good reason. In Hebrew, Yeshua As I've told you, it's not just a name. Its root means salvation. Specifically, the word means Yehovah is salvation or Yehovah saves. Can Mm. you imagine how infuriating that was? But they said Yeshua Nazarene, 
which comes from the word netzer or branch, is a messianic title from Isaiah. There shall come forth a rod from from the stem of Jesse. A branch will grow out of its roots. Mm-hmm. Melech is king, and Yehudi is Jews. All right, so. For the Pharisees and the religious Jews crucifying Jesus, the sign was as blasphemous as you can get. It essentially mm-hmm. said, this is salvation, the Messiah, King of the Jews. Yeah. The Jews might have thought they were in charge at the cross, but God had set this up, especially the location, from the beginning of time. Now, this is my opinion. There's different opinions of where the cross was, where he was buried. My opinion from going several times and visiting is I have a very different spot in mind. Um, the execution of a criminal in the time of Jesus was acknowledged as the criminal's own sin suffering for himself instead of a substitute animal sacrifice. So criminals as sin offerings were executed in the presence of God just outside the camp near the red heifer altar. This was also the spot where Stephen was executed. Mm-hmm. Since Jesus was counted as a criminal, he was taken to the summit of the Mount of Olives, across the Kidron Valley. The Jews called it the Valley of Jehoshaphat, where they believed God would judge all people for their sins. So it's it's very logic why they took him there. Then Jesus died as a sin offering, not for himself, but for the sins of the world. Now, the path east from the temple up the Mount of Olives to Bethany was a very common path and has lots of history and maybe where the tree of knowledge of good and evil was. It was mm. a path Adam and Eve would have walked to leave the garden banishment. It was the place a young boy named David mm. buried Goliath's head. So the spot of this great trophy became well known. Goliath was from Gath, the summit called Golgotha, the place skull. of the skull. Yeah. For Jesus to be crucified there brought extra meaning and irony, fulfilling Genesis 3.15. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Mm. The Shekinah or the Shekinah glory of God left the temple in Ezekiel over this same path on the Mount of Olives. At the feast of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, two goats are sacrificed. The blood of the first goat was placed on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy of Holies. The other, looking in a straight line up the Mount of Olives, or the other's scapegoat was released into the wilderness, signifying that our sins were not only covered but also removed. In the temple days, the scapegoat was led through the eastern gate up the Mount of Olives, where it disappeared from view right up there on top, as it fulfilled the removal of sins for all the people. This same spot was the location of the ascension of Jesus into heaven after 40 days. He ascended and disappeared in the same way as a scapegoat, showing that our sins are removed (laughs) as far as the east is from the west. I mean, he never stopped fulfilling these prophecies. It's where Jesus will return and split the mountain in two and where a river will flow from the altar. So hanging that sign on him, especially there, you know, it had to be infuriating, but it was also profound in every sense of the word. Now, our subject is Passover, and for many people, you think the Passover Seder. Now, we're going to, you can go on a site right now on on our blog site. I put up there a link for a video that's going to pop live tonight at 7 o'clock. It'll have a couple of songs of worship, and I'm going to do a 30-minute teaching on Passover. It's an introduction for you to have a home 
Seder tonight. There's a shopping list if you haven't done that there, and there's also the Haggadah, which is the the teaching the order of the Seder that uh, from beginning to end. It doesn't have to be a long service, but it's just one that kind of runs down the information. That's on the blog with all those links right now. We're doing that at the Church of War Hill tonight at 7 instead of a regular Wednesday night service, so mm-hmm. there won't be a service there at the church. And so I just wanted to put that up there to invite you to be a part of that tonight, if you would like to. And, and also to tell you, coming up next... For the next five breaks, we're going to break down all the items on the Seder plate uh, for Passover and how they all point to Jesus. So you know there's going to be some crosswords there. Absolutely. And and anytime that God puts a meal together, there's significance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got that right.